what's up, guys? I'm Lucian, that word podcast coming away. Episode 420, another episode. And uh, guys, we're continuing our lifestyle editions. This one, we're going to talk about steroid use and bachelor party steroid use and talking to family members. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff. So Steve Smee here, the Rickster, Ricky V. Roke, R-O-C-K, the Rock. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Yes, sir, guys. So um, we're, we're actually, um, we're hunkered down at the Evo headquarters and um, in the Bronx. And above us, there's actually a hurricane that's about to hit us. So I, it's, it's, the hurricane's called H-E-N-R-I. Um, but it's not pronounced Henry. It's going to be, it's like Henry. I, I don't know if it's a Spanish name. Is that a Spanish name? It's pronounced like Henry. I'm not really sure. They're pronouncing it Henry on TV. Is that with, like, with, a, it, with an H? It would sound something like Henry. It, but they're pronouncing it Henry with an H silent. So I'm not sure if it's a, a Spanish pronunciation or what. So, but anyway, it's going to hit. It's going to hit uh, right now. Earlier in the day, it was forecasted to hit Rhode Island. And then they moved the forecast a little west to like Hampton Island area, like eastern tip of Long Island. And then just now, the, the forecast again switched, moved a little more west where it's going to hit central part of Long Island and go into Connecticut. And it will make landfall as a hurricane. So there's already hurricane warnings. And there's supposed to be like five, four to five foot storm surge. So we're, we're hunkered down here. And uh, Rick, you have a house in Long Island. So hopefully you have insurance. Hopefully, hopefully, you're, not, hopefully you're not near the coast where you might get storm well, surge. I got to tell you, man, I, I, um, I've seen a couple of bad hurricanes on Long Island. Not, not many. Uh, the way it used to happen is hurricanes would lose strength as they got up north and then uh, the water would get cooler. It would, they would lose strength, but apparently uh, some new phenomenons have happened in the last uh, few years where uh, the cold and the, and the warm water mix and speed up the speed of it. That's what happened with the, with the big hurricane around 2015. I think it was 2014, 2015. You're talking about hurricane. Sandy, Sandy. In Long Island. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, see what Sandy, it, it uh, up the coast. It, yeah. It interacted with a front. A low, and then uh, basically the front and the, the hurricane interacted, and uh, that was a big problem because of that interaction. But it's the first time huge. they'd seen it. Yeah. It's the first time they'd seen it because they they always they thought that since the hurricane was coming up and the cold front was there, that the cold front would, would chill the hurricane out. It, it would disperse, but instead the cold front got kind of mixed in and 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 it made yeah. made the wind even stronger. That was very yeah. That was very bizarre that what happened yeah but this is the thing with hurricanes the, the flood, or- i lost i lost a lot of property uh, a lot of uh, personal property in that flood a lot of uh, uh, things and items that i owned uh were just soaking wet and a lot of stuff just had to be discarded uh, uh, boxes and and storage stuff that i was in between moving in between places just yeah. had to get discarded unopened because uh i mean it was just the flood the flood was just incredible. people were uh people were riding jet skis around the neighborhoods yeah, you can like kayak places, and canoe. Yeah. But yes, every hurricane is different. Well, we, we, every hurricane is different. People think, you know, a hurricane, oh, it's 85 mile an hour hurricane. Well, sometimes a 85 mile an hour hurricane, which is a cat one, 
makes landfall and it causes a tremendous amount of damage. There's no power for weeks. And then sometimes it'll hit and it won't be anything. So, um, you know, many different situations. I've seen situations where tropical storms have been, you know, bad, like tropical storm knock down trees, take out power lines and stuff. So it's never the same. Hurricane Andrew caught a lot of people by surprise because um, it destroyed Homestead and Homestead was a full 50 miles inland. Uh, 30 to 50 miles inland um, and it destroyed it. And they always thought, Hey, you know, hurricanes only destroyed near the ocean, but Homestead was well inland. You know, it's like almost an hour inland. You, you've been in Florida your whole life, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been all, over you know, there. I noticed people that live in Florida don't take hurricanes to serious or, or take them uh, or, or are scared of them as people like us from the Northeast or other parts of the country. That well, it's the same thing. Yeah. We, we, well, we think yeah. it's a big deal. Well, one of, one of the things that annoys me about people from up North is they're scared of, of alligators or they're scared of sharks or something like that. And I tell people all the time, alligators are not going to mess with you. If you want, if you go to a lake, you're more of a threat going to a lake, getting bit by mosquitoes at the lake. You, you get diseases and stuff from being, getting bit by mosquitoes. And most gators are tiny. They're, they're a waste of time. To no, they're big. It's just, they don't mess with you. You're not food to them. They're scavengers. They like to eat. But, uh, I mean, the, the, the gators that I've seen nearby, because I've been to Florida, I've seen gators just, they they, they get in between all the little lakes uh, under under with underwater caves. They they go from lake to lake. I've seen them, but they're tiny. They're a waste of time. I guess it could have bit you, but it's like the size of a, it's the size of a large dog. But I mean, I mean the ones, yeah, up, but it's but not going to eat you. It's not going to kill you. I mean, every, you'd, you'd have to be in the water and there'd be like a couple of them and you drown. But like the, the gators that I've seen in Florida, the, even, even the large ones, they're like the size of a, of a big ass Rottweiler. I mean, they'll, they'll fuck you up, yeah. but they, they probably won't really, really kill you. What do you think? No, there's big ones, too. There's big ones. I mean, there's 10, 15 foot ones all over the place. It's just you don't mess with it. It ain't going to mess with you. So, I mean, I remember my first time, my first time going to Florida, we went uh, with my family, went to, to Disney. As soon as my parents started to make a little bit of money, we'd been in the U.S. a, a good six, seven years. And we um, first trip, we took a, a, a road trip down to uh, Orlando. And I remember being in Orlando. We were at this restaurant across the street from the restaurant. There was a, a miniature golf course. It was a lake. And just outside of the lake, a fucking gator walked out of the lake and just just hung out under yeah. the sun. And I'm across the street. I remember going up to the fence and I'm like watching this gator, and he could have easily just walked over to the mini golf course and it was just chilling. And somebody stopped by and explained to me that they traveled through underground channels in between the lakes in Florida, so that gator could go in the lake, find the, the little underground barrel, go through the through, go through all the different. Um, all the different uh, lakes uh, under there and actually um, make it to another one. That, that thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're not, like I said, um, you'll hear an occasional story of someone that get bit one or attacked by one or something, but those are gators that were being fed. Um, you'll have one person get attacked by one every couple of years or something because they're feeding them. Other people are feeding them. At the end of the day, like hurricanes, they're never the same. So this hurricane that hits, you know, um, Long Island, uh, New England, it could be, you know, cause a lot of damage, trees down, uh, electricity gone. That's the worst thing about these tropical systems is not them, unless you live near the coast with the storm surge. It's the aftermath. It's not having electricity. It's 
gas stations not having fuel, it's grocery stores not having generators where they can open. That's the problem. But these big supermarkets, they have these huge generators, right? They're usually open. They usually open like within a day or two. Even after a big hurricane hits, they usually open right away because they got those big ass generators. They can power the whole store. So it's not an issue. But the roads, you know, um, when that big Cat 5 hit uh, Panhandle, Florida, Michael, I believe was the name, the highway was closed because of the debris. They had to clear off that debris. So you can, you know, you, you may not be able to go anywhere. So that's where a bicycle pays off, you know, make sure you have water, fill up some pots at home with water. You don't have to go buy gallons of water from the store. Just fill up your filter out your water at home, have a filter and just filter out the water and have pots ready to go. Buckets of water are important for your toilets in case your water is out. You just pour the water in the back of the toilet and then you have water or you can have water for a bath. By doing that, but a lot of people anyway in Florida they have pools, so you just go and you literally go in your pool with a bucket, scoop up the water, and use that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you learn that stuff over time. But that's that's the worst part is the aftermath, not the storm itself. In a lot of cases, so there was a there was a full out kind of uh, war almost going on the time that that hurricane hit Homestead. Uh, and power went out. People were uh, walking around. Oh, dude! I watched. Uh, I want. There's a sh- there's a thing on YouTube, like a two or three hour, like I don't know, it's a documentary style. Oh, horrible, bro! It just shows you the. Um, I'm surprised you even said that because um, I didn't think you had as much as a heart sometimes. But the what the people, the way people treated each other in Homestead, like the they were stealing from each you other. Didn't, you didn't think I have as much as a heart. You didn't think I have what? What did you say? I didn't think you were gentle. I thought you were like tough. You know, you're ah tough. I don't have a heart, you know. But the the people uh, who says I don't. Oh, you're so sweet. You have a but, heart. But, I just want to. I want to. What, 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 what is me you. knowing about? What is me knowing about homestead and people going? You know, going crazy, kind of like social order breaking down. What does that have to do with me having a heart? Oh, so you don't have a heart. I never said I didn't. I don't. I, okay. you, you used to me. You don't think I have a heart? Uh, like, what do you? What do you? Def, what do you? What do you def, but what do you define as having a heart? Oh, you do have a heart. You're so. Sweet. But what do you? Def, what do you define it as? You know what this reminds? You know. Okay, let me ask you this: In Colombia, there was an earthquake many years ago, and there was a girl stuck. There's been a few, yeah. You know what I'm talking Armero. about? Uh-huh. And there's and a Armero. girl that was. That, that was you know what yep. I'm talking about? And she was still alive and they couldn't like they couldn't help her. No one could. They no one took. Out. No one could. No one would help her. And there, there was no way of getting uh, her out. Her body was pressed. Her body was yeah. these buildings under under her. Yeah, I, I remember. There that. Had to be a, that was, you know what I'm talking about? That's an example. Dude, when I saw that, I was sick. I was sick. I couldn't even sleep for like two days after seeing that. That shit makes me sick to my stomach. I know, I know what you so said. That's, that's, that, that, that's a, but you know that story that, because that's a theme. They even made a they that, made a song about her and shit. Uh, you know, and that, that's what that that's what it reminds me of. But watching that homestead video pissed me off because the way people were treating each other. Like you should help your community and help your neighbors. You shouldn't be, you know, stealing from each other. There were landlords like making their tenants pay rent and the freaking roof 
was gone on their on their their homes, which is illegal, by the way. Yeah, it's illegal to do that. If you're a landlord, you got to provide a roof to your tenants. And and what happened when you describe in Colombia or Merrill, it wasn't really, really an earthquake It was a volcano. There was at the at the cup, you know, at the bowl of the volcano at the very top, there was a lot of uh, debris, a lot of dirt and muck and mud. And the volcano kind of burped a little bit. It just apparently it, it wasn't a full out uh, eruption. It burped some and it threw all of this mud and everything that that was that was house that was just sitting there on top of the volcano. It threw it on top of this this town. I mean, and they, they just never had a chance. I mean, they in the middle during the middle of the night, the mountain just came down on top of them. Well, what was the girl's name? What was, do you remember the girl's name? I don't remember the girl's yeah. name. I, I don't, oh, that's I've a horrible been, I've story. Been, horrible. I've driven. I've driven. So I've driven by where the road forks to go to Armero. That's the name of the place. Or you keep going for, to where you were going. I think we're going to Pereira that day. And I remember my, my father telling me, he says, you see these road signs and you see that road, uh, you know, uh, you know, going over that way. He's like that, that, that goes to Armero. And I said, well, they didn't close the roads. Like, no, they'll close the roads. Apparently, some people still go there just to just to see what's up. But you keep going down the road and all of a sudden it stops and you're in front of a mountain. And uh, there isn't much to see there. But, yeah, the, the road is still uh, still heads to that town. Yeah. Our marrow. It, so, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, it's funny you, you even know that story because that happened so, so many years ago. I was a kid when I. You know where I saw that? I saw it on E-bombs. You know what E-bombs is? Oh yeah, Ebon's world or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ebon's world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ebon's is very impressed. Is 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 very impacting because her eyes were kind of red shut. Were kind of red shut, and she looked like she was almost dying. And then she she kind of said, "Hey, you know, leave me alone." I've uh, spoken to God, and He's coming to get me, and and all this all this will be over. Just chill out. Yeah. She died of green gangrene, I believe. She died of gangrene. Yeah, her 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 whole lower body was pinned down under stuff. She was like in a in a it, it was she was like underwater. Well, Two thirds of her body were underwater, and the parts that were underwater were pinned down. So there was a they just couldn't do anything. They couldn't they couldn't even get like they couldn't even get support personnel up to her to try to get her out because there was nothing for them to stand on. It, it was just it was everything was flooded, and she was like in between two houses, and and there was just floods everywhere. They couldn't even get people near her. Well, it similar was- similar thing happened in um, in North Miami. A building collapsed not long ago, and um, those of you who are listening to this, you know it's an evergreen podcast. But if you look this up in 2021, there was a building that collapsed in North Miami, and there were people pinned underneath. They could, they couldn't do anything about it. So um, I can imagine. Um, the situation there is really, really that that makes me sick too. that story. Like people are sitting in their homes like at 2 a.m. in the morning and all of a sudden your building collapse. I mean, that should never happen. That, that's kind of fucked up. That, that's fucked up. And, and especially no. What triggered the collapse? It was just bad engineering or, or was there a natural disaster triggering a collapse? No, it was a natural disaster. The, the, the people who were responsible are all dead. They made their money. You know, remember, uh, Florida has always been you know, a really crooked state. So the regulations Cocaine like cowboy capital of the world. It's ridiculous, bro. It's always been like corrupt to the core. Like, you know, and in those times when they were building these buildings, there's like zero regulations. Like the regulations were greasing 
the in- inspectors. That's that all was the a regulation. TRT clinic started out of Florida. All the major TRT clinics. Yeah, that's recently. That's recently. I I I went to one to get cryo, shady, cryo- the shady ass. Cr- I went to one to get crypto. That actually have their ships flying Bahamas flags. I mean, it, there's just so much shit going out of Florida. Yeah, it's just this is why like the crooks and criminals love Florida because there's no. It's a free for all. It's like a third world country. It's just like a, it's like Colombia in that situation. Like if something like that happened in Florida, the same thing would happen because we see that all the time. Like the homestead incident, all this stuff. It's just a, it's just it's it's disgusting um, the way the way it is. But um, I mean, that's just you know a lot of some people like that. <laughs> so if you're a criminal, you love it. That's why uh, the mafia, uh, a lot of the mafia moved to Florida to you know. So now they're gonna whack me out for for saying this on the air. There's a lot of mafia yeah. in Florida, huh? Miami. That's 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 interesting. That's that was the first uh, landfall for the Colombian cartels was Miami. Uh, some of them went over to California and made a home there, but the but good good chunk of them, one of the major groups, made a made a home in in Miami. Well, dude, as long as you're greasing the right people, you're good. That's the that's the way it works. You know what I'm saying? So just make sure you grease the right people. So. Corruption. You do whatever the fuck you want. So let's um let's get into this and let's cross our fingers. A hurricane's not that bad. We don't want to see it hit a highly populated area. Maybe it'll it'll stay a little. Maybe it'll, it'll move offshore and not not hit a highly populated area. So so let's get into the first one. We're going to talk about guys. Um, let's talk about steroids, alcohol, and rec drugs. So uh, we've seen a couple posts on this lately. And here's the thing with steroids, anabolic steroids, they do stress out your organs. They stress out your liver. They stress out your kidneys. When you consume alcohol, it's a toxin. It's going to go into your body. It's going to stress out everything in your body as well. So now you got two stressors, major stressors that are in your body at the same time. And it's going to be a problem. So you really should not use drink alcohol when you're taking steroids, even injectable steroids for that reason. And you really want to not use alcohol, drink alcohol at all. If you are consuming alcohol, then you really want to change that. I don't drink alcohol myself. Now, if you have like a light, if, if you insist on having a light beer, like once, uh, once a week on the weekend, I don't think it's a big deal. Beer doesn't have that much alcohol. As far as I know, like light beer, I, I don't think it's a big deal, but it's still alcohol. Like even that minuscule amount, is still a you catch a buzz over one beer. You you catch a buzz over one beer. I mean, so at, at the end of the day, like, I don't drink alcohol, guys. I mean, I I haven't drank alcohol fucking in fifteen years. I have no reason to drink alcohol. I don't think it's tastes good or anything. So, the best thing you could do is try to reduce it as much as possible. But if you do insist on drinking alcohol, just don't drink it while you're on cycle, and um, you know, protect your liver. Your liver is important to protect because it's like your pipes in your house. When you flush the toilet and the sewage leaves, that's your liver. That's your kidneys getting rid of it. Right. But if as shit gets clogged up, it's going to back up into your house and it's going to make your house stinky and it's going to make your house dirty. So you don't want the stuff backing up into your body too. Right. So it's important to take care of your body guys, run your organ support into guard. Intugard has six or seven liver supplements within the formula. It also has many 
ingredients to help the kidneys as well. So that's going to aid your organs during your cycle. It's, mu it's a must to run it on cycle. So my recommendation, guys, is you got to get rid of the alcohol. So Rick, tell us a little bit about your thoughts on that and, and rec drugs a little bit. Get into the rec drug talk. Yeah, so um, I've said it on the podcast before, if you are already injecting steroids and taking uh, medications into your body from our suspect sources, stacking and putting together two or three different steroids, medications, injecting them yourself, putting them together with other compounds and other drugs that you don't actually need, you just want to do it. You're already a weird bird. You're already something wrong with you. You're already, you're part, you're one of my people, one of my guys, and, and we're a little fucked up in the head. We're not, we're not regular folks out there that are afraid of putting suspect compounds and things which we don't know the true side effects of. We don't, we don't even know where the fuck they came from today, putting that in our bodies. Uh, we're, you're a different animal already, and, and a lot of you out there, have had issues already with drugs. And it's funny because I've ran across steroid users that have had serious drug problems. And I've ran across steroid users that never used anything. And hate drugs, hate alcohol, hate the thought of it, hate the thought of everything. I think it comes down to this. If you do engage in some, in some wrecked drugs or some alcohol, um, if you were an alcoholic before, if you were a drug user before, if you lost control over this at some point in your life, then you, you, you got to just stop completely. You can't do it ever again. There are folks out there who are able to enjoy uh, some alcohol responsibly. Uh, there are folks out there that use other drugs, marijuana or whatever might have you. Uh, so, you know, to, to, to responsible degree, as far as you can be responsible, putting drugs in your body. Right. And, as long as you're not doing it to kind of to get away from bad feelings or to cheer you up, or you're not doing it as a, as a response to, to having anxiety or, or being sad or being lonely, you know, as long as you're, you're, you're not doing these things often and doing them because of weird ass fuck feelings you have inside of yourself, then, you know, whatever, dude, you know what I mean? And if it's, and if you're, already in your 30s 40s you have never had issues you know drinking while intoxicated i mean i'm sorry driving while intoxicated or or assaulting people or just being a doofus being real stupid on these drugs i guess look man it's, it's kind of your problem you know it's your problem and and your family your wife kids parents whatever those around you if you partake in, in some sort of a drug use but if you've had issues before in the past, if you've already been down that slippery slope, if you're using alcohol or any kind of drugs to, to just help you as a crutch to deal with, with emotions that are hard to deal with, it's like, no, you don't, you don't fucking drink if you're sad or lonely or whatever. You, you sit the fuck down, you sit down with your feelings, you, you go through them, you, you push through them, and you see what's on the other side of it and this growth on the other side of it, not, not alcohol. And most of you guys out there that have had issues with alcohol before or that fucked your lives up with alcohol, you'll, you'll want to get back to it and you'll want to deal with bad emotions and, and things, which life is always throwing curveballs at you. Life is always trying to fuck you up. 
You know, life is about knocking you down and, and you should be trying to get back up each time. So that's kind of my feeling on it, man. Cause I don't, I realize there are, and I, I talk to you guys on social. I talk to you guys on the phone. I realize there's many of you that had drug issues in the past that maybe partake in, in recreational drugs or alcohol here and there sometimes. And I realize there's some of you guys that are just addicted to the gym, addicted to your diet, addicted to the, to taking fucking steroids, but won't touch anything else. Won't come near any other drugs. Um, some of you guys won't even take a, a prescription or for painkillers from the doctor when you really need it. I know because I talk to you guys. So I don't want to just, I don't want to come down too hard on the guys that partake in, in drugs once in a while. As long as you're not dealing with bad emotions with your past, with maybe regrets, with frustrations about the future. As long as it really is a once in a while thing that maybe uh, uh, it's, a, it's just a, you're taking a step out of, out of your, out of monotony, a step out of your regular self. And then after you're hungover, you come back ready to get, you know, get ready to make progress in life and, and ready to leave those things behind. That's, that's all right. I don't want to, I don't want you out there to feel like, I, like, I don't think you're, you're any good. Like I still talk to you. Like you guys are still people I work with. And then on the other hand, you guys out there that keep a clean lifestyle, that don't drink, don't smoke, don't do any of that shit. I don't want to sit here and tell you that you're in the wrong and that it's all right to dabble sometimes. Now nah, you're perfect, dude. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be on any drugs, man. Look, I, I feel I feel kind of weird and bad sometimes. I can't get rid of fucking caffeine in my life. I've, I've quit it in the show. If you go back in the show, see how many times I quit caffeine. It's just a good performance enhancer. And I keep going back to it. Because uh, sometimes I have a heavy workload. I have things I need to accomplish that week. And caffeine just helps me get it the fuck done. It, it, it's effectively in way less time. So I don't want you guys out there to feel like I'm like I'm I'm okay and I'm giving everybody a pass that's real, you know, that's really into drugs because I'm not. I think I think anything you do is your personal choice, uh, but the, you know, being about it for the right reasons. Being about and also look, you guys out there that don't drink, don't smoke, don't do any drugs, um, it doesn't make you a great person either. I mean, you could be sober and still be a piece of shit to other people, <laughs> be a real fucking asshole. So don't be an asshole either. You know, if you got that going for yourself, then now just bring it together with the rest of the thing. You're a good human being. You're a good human being. Don't be a fucking dickwad. And well, I have uh, my own addictions too, Rick. I have my own addictions too. I've had sugar addictions in the past. I've had um, gambling issues in the past. You like dating strippers? You like, I was going to mention the third one. Now I'm trying to shake it off. Uh, I'm, I'm into strippers. I'm addicted to strippers. So I'm trying to shake that off. That's my last, that's my third addiction that I have to I have to get rid of. So the next one, baby dancing. Once you see peaches dancing on the pole, you part, <laughs> you part with your, once you see peaches and cream dancing on the pole. You, well, you, I have, you lose it. You lose it. Well, what what is it led to? I have eight children by six different women. Steve Schmee has eight children by six different women. That's what it's led to. So I'm sick of it. I'm you know how much I pay in child support every month. I'm sick of it. All right. So the next one we're gonna get into is taking steroids on TRT and not working out. Taking steroids or TRT and not working out. That's that's the correct one. So um, I'll get into that real quick. So there's, I've seen some guys on social media, okay, 
you know, which uh, you always take so what you see on social media, green and salt. Social media is, it was a wonderful thing. It's great to network and stuff. But at the end of the day, TMI is a bad thing. Too much information can be a bad thing. If I want to learn how to hang a ceiling fan going on YouTube, I can watch 10 different videos. Nine of the videos are crap and don't show me what I need to really know. And then you have one good video, for example. So it's kind of like this podcast. I mean, not to who, you know, not to, you know, say anything, but I feel like this podcast, you're, you may be listening to it through social media. I think we give good information, but if you listen to 20 other fitness podcasts, it's shit, you know, and that's the same thing. So in this situation, you have some guys on social media who say, oh, this study shows that these guys were on TRT or they use steroids and they didn't work out and they put on muscle or they put on strength. No, no studies are true, but you have to understand the study if you're going to say something like that, because you're, it's a straw man's argument. You're not really explaining it well, because there's different situations. Let's say I worked out for 10 straight years. Okay. Then I stop working out and I start taking steroids. I'm going to be stronger than someone else who has never worked out before and just starts working out. So if we both go to the gym and I haven't worked out in a year, and I've taken steroids for a year after working out for 10 years, it's a good chance I'll be stronger than that guy who's completely new to weight training because I have all that time I put in. So you have to factor in what the studies show. So the studies show, those studies show when people who are in a muscle wasting situation where they have some type of disease, they can take steroids, they can take TRT, they can take HGH, and they can put on muscle mass. But at the end of the day, they don't look like big bodybuilders, like these pro bodybuilders that are going to Mr. Olympia and winning regional shows, they are working out. It's not just them taking steroids. They have to work out. You have to stress the muscle. You have to get that training ability. It's like any sport, like a soccer player. If you're going to be good at soccer, you have to go to a soccer field and kick the ball around and run around and kick the ball at the goal and practice. It takes a lot of practice because your mind and your body have to get that memory of that skill that you have. So you can't just take steroids and put on muscle and put on strength like magic to a certain extent. Maybe if you're in a, if you have a muscle wasting disease where you're losing muscle and losing weight so quickly and you take them, then your, your, your weight and your strength will go up and your muscle mass will go up but not for someone who's at a high level. So, I, I mean, I hope that makes sense. So the studies aren't wrong, but they're not interpreting the studies correctly. They're, they're making the studies, you know, they're, they're basically uh, redlining on these studies. They're not explaining it the way I just explained it. So, I mean, I hope that makes sense. Any thoughts on that one, Rick? Yeah, actually a lot of thoughts on that. Um, you should be working out, man. You should be working out. We are, there's certain animals that are just work animals. There's certain animals that are not work animals. They're just chilling animals. Humans, we're, we're work animals. Our bodies are meant to move. We've always used our brains to survive for sure, but we've used a lot of our athleticism 
in order to survive. The reason you you have this skin that way, you know, your reason you're not all hairy and you have these sweat glands on your skin is so that your body can cool while you run. So your body can actually cool down as you're running. It, it's a gift. It's not not every animal can do that. There are many animals that they, they, they're not as sufficient at getting rid of heat as we go move around and exercise. Your muscles, your body gets stronger and adapts to any kind of training you give it. Any kind of movements necessary for your survival that you do often, your body will adjust. It'll make you either more flexible or it'll make muscles stronger or it'll build up tendons. It'll build up bone where you need it. Look, Thai boxers, when they hit the, the heavy bag really hard with their shins over time, those shins build up, become a club. Your body is is meant to do these things. You you should not you should not let it wither away. I've been at times where I'm where I'm overweight a, a bit or where I'm you know real lean, but it doesn't matter. I always trained. I mean, I remember being some of my heaviest, and I was still going into jujitsu training with a gi, just because you know I could stall with a gi. It's you can you can be athletic when you uh, jitsu with a gi slow things down a little bit, more technique, but I still train. Like there, it should be a necessity. It should be a need within your insides. Just get out there and fucking do it and, and press your body. Get the endorphins going, you know, break down some muscle tissue, uh, break down some tissue so it can build back up. I mean, you're kind of, you're kind of evolved and built to do that. It's, it's maybe one of the reasons humans, we've always admired athleticism uh, amongst each other. This is not a new social construct. You know, the, the first Olympics happened a couple thousand years before, before Christ was born. And even before then, people had been admiring each other for being able to perform certain physical tasks that other people couldn't. Uh, back in the day, it meant a lot more. The javelin, being able to throw a spear further out than other people. If I'm going hunting and I know my buddy Steve has got a good spear throwing arm, you know, when he throws that spear and he hits, he hits that, that prey far away. And I know we're all having some food today. We're going to say, Steve, you're the fucking man. You got a throwing arm. Good thing we got you in the team. You know, now we're, now we're all eating tonight because, because you, you hit that, you hit that animal way for, for, for way out there where need, no, nobody else in the group could hit it, you know? So physical exertion, it, it's good for your brain. It's good for your body. It's good for your heart. Every part of you needs it from your brain down to your heart. You need to push yourself physically, push yourself through that pain. And, you know, I guess I don't need to tell you, you know, if you're listening to our podcast, you, you already are, are about the gym grind. I, maybe I don't need to tell you, but it's just some additional reassurance that you're on the right path and you're doing the right things for yourself. Yeah. And it's asinine. I mean, it's, it's a, it's just asinine. I don't like these guys on social media who just spread bullshit and they, they actually have the gall to like post studies when they know damn well, those studies are misinterpreted, you know? So fuck those people. All right. So next topic is telling people around you about your steroid use. I think, um, I think it's important to be honest with your spouse, your partner, about it because they're going to find out. But I mean, if, if it's someone uh, other than that, I don't really 
think it's necessary to, to, you know, tell people your business. I'm talking about, you know, if, you know, parents talking about like cousins or, you know, intermediate family or friends and stuff. It's not their fucking business. If I go to the gym, I'm working out with a buddy. He doesn't even know I'm on steroids. Like it's not something that he needs to know about. If he asks me some advice on steroids, you know, I'll help him out, but I'm not going to like just tell people that I'm taking steroids, but I think it's important to tell your spouse because, you know, they're going to see you taking stuff. And as long as you're educated about it, I mean, obviously I do this show, I write articles, I'm on the forums, I moderate forums. Obviously a spouse who's with me is not going to have an issue with what I do. You see what I'm saying? Because how could they, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But if you are a moron, and we talked about earlier on this podcast about recreation, if you're smoking pot and drinking alcohol and taking cocaine and shooting up heroin, and then you want to take steroids on top of it, then I don't blame your spouse for being like, look, we can barely pay our rent and you're wasting your money on all this shit. And now you want to waste more money on steroids. That's a legit gripe on her part or his part. So I'm with them on that. So you need to educate yourself on it. And if you live the life, then they'll completely accept your steroid use. The only scenario I don't see that happening is if you're dating someone who works in the medical field. Maybe if you're dating a nurse because she works in the medical field, maybe she'll have an issue with you using things off the black market because she cares about your health and maybe she's a little worried about it. But if you were to go get a script for any steroid, she would definitely be okay with it. But because you're using something off label and stuff, that's kind of an ethical thing within her profession. I think maybe she'd have an issue with it. I've not seriously dated a nurse enough to know. I did date a nurse a few years back, really cool chick, but we never we didn't date long enough for her to um, know about my steroids. We didn't move in together or anything, but had we moved in together, I'm not sure if that would have flown with her. So you have to kind of, maybe that's, a, maybe if you come on the forum and talk about that, if any of you are, are with, with nurses or doctors or something, maybe that, that is an issue. Uh, Cause I have dated doctors before too, but we didn't progress long enough. See, doctors are boring. Female, like I, female doctors, they're, boring too boring to me you know so i can't (laughs) date them more than a few dates because i get bored you know it's uh there's just something about doctors i don't know they're just boring to me but um yeah i mean i think if you if you're educated about it you know what you're doing they're not going to have an issue with it that's just my opinion so that's something to think about maybe you're not ready to use steroids in the first place if someone you're with is going to have an issue with it. Maybe you're too young. So but give us your thoughts on this one, Rick. You're, you're, the, you're the family guy. You're the relationship guy. Tell us what you think. I, I've normalized it around people around me because that it's just who I am. I don't have a really big divide between my personal and my, and my work life. Uh, people come to me on a daily basis about health questions and it's just what it is. I don't, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It, it, it made it part of my identity. And this is just my personal case. I can see people out there that 
have different identities. I'll give you an example. I just interviewed Rick Collins and Rick Collins spoke about a lot of things. He never touched up on his personal use really at all. He never, he would never even say, Hey, I'm on, I'm on TRT, nothing. He's just, you know, talking about legalities, talking about lawyer stuff. I interviewed him for the elite fitness podcast. Guys go to elitefitness.com, elitefitness.com on the top right. It'll say podcast. Click on that. Episodes number 20 and 21 of the Elite Fitness Podcast is interview with Mr. Rick Collins. Um, it's going to be a three-part interview. First part, we talk about SARMs, the legalities around that. Second part, we're going to talk about TRT clinics, the legalities around those. And then the third part, we talk about Rick Collins, him, his practice, what he does, how he helps people uh, out of uh, jams across the country. It's a good, good interview. And it just, and, and I thought about that as, as I'm answering this, like, yeah, Rick, Rick's the steroid lawyer guy. Cool. But um, although I didn't try to get him to, he wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't tell you how much, how much uh, testosterone is on weekly. It's just something some people keep to themselves because that is their, that's, you know, they have a, they have a split thing going on. They've got a job they go to. And then at night they're fucking Batman. You know what I'm saying? At the gym, you know, put in a couple more plates. Don't touch it until I'm done. You know, and tell somebody to spot you, right? And some of you guys out there live live kind of that double life. I'm I'm fucking Ricky V when I from the time I fucking wake up until the time I go to bed. I deal with with fitness, steroids, bodybuilding is what I deal with on a daily basis, and, and I do that every day, all day. So that's what it is. All right, guys. Um and, and, and one more thing to add, I, I noticed I've gotten older women that I've dated. A lot of them already have had boyfriends that have been on a gel for TRT or I've had to inject TRT or I've had to inject B12 or I've had to inject vitamins or because, you know, that's just, this is a, a common thing now. Uh, once guys get into their 30s and definitely 40s, their TRT, their test levels are, are in the shitter. You know, and that's because of our environment, the water we drink, the food we eat, the stress. So a lot of women who are, you know, older, they have boyfriends. They already know this. So I dated a girl one time and she's like, you know, as I told her, yeah, I, I use ice stairs here and there. And she's like, she's like, well, I had an ex that had used the, the gel and he, you know, will I, will it, you know, rub off on me what you're doing. I said, no, I'm taking injectable. He was taking a gel. You take the gel, you rub it on yourself, and then you touch, you touch the person. It can get on them through contact and absorb into their skin. So, so yeah, as you get older, you'll notice that with, with your spouses. So that's, that's something um, that's being more mainstream now. And um, I mean, like, man, 10 years ago, TRT was like a taboo and now everybody's on fucking TRT. I mean, they're handing out TRT to anybody. I mean, there's 19 year olds going on TRT. So it's, it's completely like, it's ridiculous. And then you see professional athletes get busted for steroids all the time. And nowadays it's like, they get busted for steroids. So what? It's not a big deal. The only problem with pro athletes getting busted for steroids is their suspensions. Is it going to hurt the team that they're suspended? That's that's the, that's the one problem. Will Fuller, the Miami Dolphins, he's suspended for one game this season because he got caught with performance-enhancing drugs last year. 
You know, they need him for that game. He's going to be out one game. You know, and they need him. So that's an example. But the team, they signed him with a $10 million contract. They didn't give a shit that he used steroids. They give a shit that he's going to miss a game. So the mentality of, of steroids has changed. A lot of that has to do with internet and, and social media and stuff. It's one of the good things about social media. Now everybody's talking about steroids, including our podcast. So guys, this podcast, even that, you know, what we've talked about on this podcast, let your spouse listen to this podcast and we'll tell them steroids are serious business. Steroids are serious business. I'll repeat it a hundred times, but if you use them properly, they are safe. If you use them properly. So that's, that's it. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, people are hypocrites. They're going to, if they, if they say something to you about your steroid use, but they're, they drink alcohol, alcohol is more dangerous than using anabolic steroids properly. If you use anabolic steroids properly, it is safer and healthier than using alcohol. That is a fact. That is a fact. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's how it is. That's the facts. And there are people out there that actually believe that alcohol is safe. That alcohol is okay. That drinking a six pack of beer every night is safe is okay. I'm having a good time. Hey, turn on the TV. What do you see Rick on the TV with beer commercials? You always see bimbos and in bikinis guys sitting around having a good time, all smiling. You know, the reality is, Drinking alcohol is a number one reason for car accidents, number one reason for domestic violence. But we have commercials for it and it's marketed. So explain that one to me. Please, please explain that one to me. Anyone who thinks that steroids is taboo, but drinking alcohol is, is okay. And you know what's weird? We actually ban alcohol in the United States. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? So there are people out there. Yeah, the, actually, 19, the 1920. Yeah, it was called prohibition. And there are people out there now. Alcohol and all these. Uh, yeah. But there's people now that want to ban alcohol for various reasons. So it's there is a movement to do that. But it's not going to happen. You know, it's not going to happen. The alcohol companies are too powerful and there's too much tax revenue. For, oh, uh, and for and, pro- and prohibition, prohibition of any kind just creates a black market and never fixes the core problem. Yeah, during prohibition, yeah. people were just making alcohol at home. So it's not a solution. But what, what, you know what the solution is, Rick? Education. And that's what we try to do in this podcast. I think, so if I you, think, if, I think one of the things that is, that is skipped right over is definitely education about the dangers of alcohol. Look, every bottle of alcohol has got stickers on it mandated by the government that say you shouldn't be drinking this shit. It's bad for you. I think the real problem is the real root. I think the biggest problem we face in America and probably across the world is mental health issues, undiagnosed, unrecognized, unaccepted mental health issues. And a lot of these people that we perceive as being, you know, like you said, Joe six pack drinking a six pack single night, that motherfucker is going to bed with some serious bad feelings about anxiety unhappiness there's something that's wrong with his life and instead of sitting with his emotions or dealing with it or going to counseling you know spending 
th- those hours, that time you waste on alcohol and drugs, spending it, getting over the shit that makes you want to want to numb yourself with, with drugs. And, and granted, Steve, not everyone that has or goes through hard times or has issues will, will t- look towards drugs as a solution. You got to look towards... Once- you gotta look. Once someone's act. found it, once someone has found that crutch, once someone, once someone has found that crutch works, oh man, are they gonna go back to it? So, like you, 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 you go through shit like we all do. Man, you go through, you go through problems. We all do, but you haven't identified in your brain, in your mind. You don't think of a of a six pack of cold smooth draft. You know, cold brew in the Rockies. You don't think about that as as a way to alleviate those bad feelings and emotions you might have for the day. Sometimes you just have to sit with them. Sometimes you do what I do. Just go to bed earlier. <laughs> Sometimes the day just fucking whoops my motherfucking ass. I feel like shit. I think things, things just aren't going right. You know what I do, bro? It could be 8 p.m., 9 p.m. You know what I say? You know what? I'm going to get my ass to bed and start over again tomorrow. Let's go. And some of us just respond that way. Some of us go for a nice long run, beat yourself up with the weights. I just go and say, let me just go to jitsu. I'm going to go to class. I'm going to get fucked up today in class and, and forget about all this. Yeah. Some people don't. Some people that have had experiences already, they've already done it. They've already been to jail. They've already fucked everything up. They know. They know you're going through a hard time. You're not feeling good. They aren't looking up. A couple of beers into it, you're fucking, you're, you're fine again. Your ride is rain again. And that's the problem. When someone has identified drugs as a crutch to fix some of their, their, their short-term issues, you've got, you've got a problem for life, my friend. You've got a problem for life. And uh, that, that's something to really be aware of. And, and switch I out. Now, switch I don't want to make everybody feel like shit out there because calling you, oh, you drink a fucking six-pack every day. Yeah, bro. Some of these motherfuckers are depressed, anxious, sad, lonely. It's feeling like shit, man. And... They'll defend their drink. They'll say, what's the harm? You know, I'm up for work every day. And, and, and to the credit, they are. But they are slowly killing yourself with, with something you should fix in other ways. Well, I was, I was just going to say, you know, because I, I, wor- I worked with people before. They have a really tough day. And then they go drink. And if you, you go to any bar or restaurant in the evening – I used to have my gym used to be across the street from a bar slash restaurant. And every evening when I would be leaving the gym around, I don't know, five thirty six o'clock, people would be showing up at the bar to drink. And instead of showing up to the bar to drink, they should be parking there and then walking across the street to the gym. Because right then and there, I realized, wow, they're handling their stress of their day that way i'm handling my stress of the day this way so you can be on one side of the street or you can be on the other side of the street it's up to you one side of the street is going to make you healthy and relieve that stress and you'll feel like a million bucks afterwards you get those endorphins going and the other side of the street you're going to drink and then you're going to just come home and be depressed again it's just it's not going to fix the problem and you're going to be less healthy and it's going to damage your wallet I mean, you waste 20 bucks drinking, you know, it's a waste of money. The gym costs 20 bucks a month versus 20 bucks a day. So I've known girls like that. I've dated girls like that. Every night after work, they go drink every night. And that's, that's, a, that's, that's not good. So you have to transfer that into something positive. You can't be negative. Start a business 
put in the work and be like, Rick has a business works. Rick's always busy with his business, you know, and he spends a lot of his free time on his business and gets his mind off of, of, of the stressors of life. And he can, he can focus on that, get into a new hobby that's productive and positive. Try something else, try yoga, try, go sign up for yoga, you know, try going to yoga classes, just do something like that. Something productive, you know, don't turn you know, to the, addictions. The, 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 the problem when, once you, once people find drugs and really find and really find those kind of uh, of outlets is that it 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 makes it harder for you to uh, for you to actually it makes it harder for you to enjoy simpler things. You know what I mean? It makes it, it makes it hard for you to for you to enjoy yourself and simpler things because drugs, at least hard drugs, bring your Bring everything, bring your resistance or, or, or your, blows out your fucking receptors. That that stuff is so strong, it blows the fuck out of your receptors so that now the simple things, just the simpler things are just boring. They're like, ah, eh. you know, I mean, it's, everything is just ah, eh, because you've you've just hyper. Hyper stimulated your the receptors in, in your brain with these drugs. And now you can't the regular compounds that your brain makes to keep you happy and keep you motivated, which every brain uh, makes on every animal it gives you pleasure, pleasure, gives you pain, trying to get you in the right direction so that we perpetuate uh, this this species. It's just not enough. Those chemicals aren't enough. Those endorphins, those all of that. It's just not enough. It doesn't compare to the strength of the drugs. And, and you know, if, if for you guys out there that have never gotten that deep into drugs, don't fucking do it. Just don't do it. Even if you're taking like a lot of Adderall, a lot of Ritalin, just keep a fucking eye on that shit, man. Don't don't fucking don't don't do it to yourself. It's just not it's not worth it. All right, guys. So this is 420, very long episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll have another one coming your way next week. Uh, come on the forums, guys. Um, if you have any comments, you think. You know, we're wrong on something. You think we're right on something. We'd love to hear it. Just come on the forums. The links are in the show notes, evolutionary.org. Come on in. It's free to sign up and post. Hit me up on the forums. Hit Rick up as well. We are there to help you. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.